Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in print format on the web. We've got audio format on all podcast networks and in video on YouTube. Today, thank God, we are talking about a Netflix original film which like actually delivers. That is, it should not be a high bar for Netflix. It should not be. You know, I'm like, they've got some good directors and great actors that work on stuff over there for them. But somehow, 90% of everything original Netflix, as far as the movies go, and honestly, I mean, I've watched a lot of the shows, and it kind of, it goes for both. But they're not that quality. There's always something in the middle of them or towards the end where you're just like, oh, God, I don't, I don't think they ran out of money. I just think that they ran out of the idea, or I don't know. And maybe it's just me, but this is something I see a lot from people. It's why, you know, I think there is this huge war. I'm like, it's what was wrong with HBO or HBO Max dropping the HBO and just being like, hey, we're going to be Max. I'm like, you guys have the best movies out of anybody. And you are making probably the better original movies and shows out of anybody. And so Netflix, despite having more people on their platform, They've just never cracked the code for me. And so after hearing a lot of good people talk about they clone Tyrone, I was like, all right, let me let me watch a trailer real quick, get a little teaser. I'm like John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, who I haven't seen in forever, Tiana Paris. I was like, okay. I was like, I didn't end up watching the trailer because I was like, ah, I don't reading the uh, IMDb bio for the movie, I was kind of like, all right, I, I know enough. I mean, the name I feel like already kind of gives you an idea of some of the science fiction you could be dealing with, but I was not prepared for, number one, how freaking awesome this movie was, but number two, the way it takes science fiction and kind of repurposes it for not only a modern audience, but has all this socioeconomic kind of socio-political commentary. I mean, this is a really, really smart science fiction film through and through. And the lens it kind of tells our story through is the day in a life of John Boyega's character, Fontaine. He's a drug dealer in this place. It's a neighborhood called the Glen. Kind of shot in Atlanta, so the film kind of takes place somewhere in the South. Fontaine, what his day is looking like today, Got to work out, you know, get your info from the neighborhood kids, kind of checking in on oppositions. They're moving in on your territory. And then kind of the unfortunate side of having to round up some money from people who haven't paid for their drugs or miscellaneous items. So Fontaine, after encountering one of his, uh, one of his ops in the street, runs this guy down, breaks his leg. Of course, this guy goes back and tells his boss, Meanwhile, Fontaine is looking for Slick Charles. It's Jamie Foxx's character. Slick Charles is a pimp, and he's usually been seen hiding out with his hoe. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm calling it as it is in the film. You know, this is how they would describe themselves. Yo-Yo, who's played by Tiana Paris. So, when Fontaine finally discovers where <laughs> Slick Charles might be hanging out, he pays him a visit, intimidates the hell out of him, Gets his stuff back, and then is going to go carry on with the rest of his evening. Until that rival op shows up, puts five or six bullets in his chest sitting in the car. You know, Slick Charles sees the whole thing. 
you're like, that's that. I mean, like real quick in the movie, you're like maybe 10, 15 minutes in and it's like, oh, damn, what, what, no, what? You're like, what? We were just getting started. And then Fontaine wakes up in bed. And some of the day kind of starts playing out just like the previous day. And now it's not quite Groundhog Day because Slick Charles, well, he remembers Fontaine getting five or six rounds through the chest, not breathing, not alive. Yet here he is knocking around at the motel trying to collect what he already came and collected yesterday when he was alive. And Yo-Yo's kind of like, you know what? I did see you and I did hear some shots and we did find the car of those who did it. So maybe we just kind of go and look and see what we can figure out because this is weird. I mean, everyone's like, this is, this is weird. Like you were dead, bro. You got shot and not like just once and you might survive. Like he got shot. And so the three of them kind of start setting out to uncover what's really going on. How is this possible? Who are these people? And when we followed them, we started kind of noticing a little bit more in the world around us in our community. Different ways that it just feels like people are becoming a product of what the government is trying to sell us. And I'm going to kind of, I'm not going to talk more about the plot, because I really don't want to go into giving away more of this film. I think the less you know, the better, because it's going to go in a bunch of places that you probably don't expect it to. But I'm telling you, this film is fresh. This idea that they're kind of taking on in the sense of looking at how predominantly black communities have been kept down in the past, ways that the government profits off of them, the ways that it is nearly impossible to pull yourself out of poverty and looking at places where truthfully the government probably doesn't want things to get better. And, you know, there's a, you know, this kind of taps into a vein of Spike Lee a little bit in the, in the dialogues and the conversations they're having about race, about our government, the things that it does to people of color, to poor people, the way it looks at you, the way it looks at, the image that we're trying to present as a country and a united front, you know, the best parts of our society and what should be on display for the world and what shouldn't and different ways through the media that we can kind of reinforce these stereotypes of no, 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 you are nothing more than this. This is what you love. You're supposed to love this because you're black. You got to love the chicken. You got to, I'm like, it really, really kind of dives deep into looking at some of this programming, both from the government and the media, and this idea of how a lot of these reinforcements are just used to kind of keep people complacent and keep you feeling like, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is where I am. I'm around people that are like me. You know, you're looked down on if it's, you know, one of you is trying to make it out. Well, what are you trying to escape from? This is our reality, you know? And the film really... I mean, it's got a lot to say, and it does it through this kind of sci-fi lens and tells this kind of screwed up story where you're like, oh, damn, like, no, nah, I knew the government was bad, but like, I didn't know it was like bad, bad. And you 
it just, man, I don't know. I'm like, I'm beaming off of this movie because it, I'm telling you, it came out of left field for me. I, you know, I'm not too familiar with the director outside of uh, a couple of his screenplays. He's written Jewel Taylor. This is his directorial debut. He had a hand in writing the script for Creed 2, as well as the new uh, Space Jam, new legacy film. And he's working with Tony Rettenmeyer. And the two of them, you know, kind of looking through their IMDb, you know, I've got a lot of different film credits as camera operating crews. And it's clear that these guys have spent time on different sets, kind of absorbing different genres, kind of playing around with what they like. But I can't tell you how good it was to see Jamie Foxx in a movie again. I, I'm sure I'm going to have to do a show on it at some point. Cause when I think about content, I want to create for you guys are the things that I want to put you guys on that I love or that I, you know, made an impression on me. Jamie Foxx, you know, and this also goes back to the first film critic screening I ever saw, Django Unchained. Jamie Foxx has captivated me as a performer for like well over a decade. Not only is he a talented actor, he's a talented singer. I mean, he is an insanely funny comedian whose timing, whose impressions, whose storytelling is just like the most intoxicating thing. When he's speaking, you're listening. And he just oozes this energy, this coolness, this bravado. That I mean, he is the guy. And so watching him playing this pimp, I mean, he has fun with it. He's got, he has a lot of fun with it. And the movie is so much funnier than I imagined it'd be too. You know, I didn't, because I didn't watch the trailer. I was like, all right, well, I know Jamie Foxx is in the movie, but it feels like it's kind of like a more serious concept. And it is, but he gets a lot of rain to kind of play around with some humor situationally or otherwise observationally when it comes to we're figuring out what's going on. His energy just, I mean, it elevates a room. And one of my favorite, favorite, favorite videos is him talking to Sway from Sway in the morning. I forget what show it's turned into now, but, uh, you know, for the better part of an hour, he's talking about Hollywood parties that he used to throw at his house, this whole wave of young hip hop and rap recording artists kind of coming through, trying out little beats for all these different deals. He's talking about a young Kanye coming in with the backpack, playing some new stuff. Chris Brown, like at 14, coming in there, 15, playing music, dancing, doing kind of stuff like the stories that this man tells are legendary. And the way he tells them, I mean, it's like you're like, I don't, I don't watch as much YouTube, I would say, as I used to maybe, um, whether it's long videos, interviews or otherwise. I watch a lot of interviews, I would say. That's probably most of what I watch on YouTube. But I mean, I was sitting there like, all right, I got to find another interview with Jamie Foxx. I got to find another. I'm like, this dude is magnetic. There's nothing he can't do. He's kind of been going through a bout of some health issues recently. There was like weeks where the world didn't see or hear from him and you only saw some pictures, you know, kind of had people feeling like Chadwick Boseman. It was like, hey, Jamie Foxx doesn't look great. You've got assholes on the Internet who are trying to throw some conspiracies out there or talking about his health, talking about whatever, you know, really, you should just be hoping that he's doing OK and that he's with family and that it gets better. This immediacy with celebrities and entertainment news sometimes is tough because people are like, oh, well, I want to know now. I want to know now, how's he doing? I'm like, I, you know, it's between him and his family, you know, and when they want to bring us in, they will. 
but come on, we just watched Michael J. Fox's documentary this year. You know, obviously, as a celebrity, you're not trying to put that out right away. You're not trying to create false narratives where there aren't. You're not trying to potentially ruin part of your career because people might say, oh, we're going to take the fact that you're sick and run with it. And we don't want who knows. So, you know, it was just really for me. It was really refreshing to see him in this film having as good a time as he was having because I was having a great time. It's great to see John Boyega flourishing. You know, he kind of, it's my opinion and some others that he kind of got screwed in those Star Wars movies. There was a bigger role for Finn to play. And, oh, shocker, when you're like, well, let's get three different directors and writers to kind of do all these new trilogy of movies. Stuff's going to get lost in the mix. And then they're like, well, maybe we're not going to get that third director. So let's bring back the first one to change what they changed in the second. You just got messy, you know, and he man you know the black stormtrooper it was like whoa but the first image from that trailer set this tone where you were like all right this guy's important finn had a great story that was cut short reworked and then ultimately scrapped and it sucked because boyega like since attacked the block and this guy has just been sensational you know i think the last thing i saw him in was probably the woman king from last year and it's just great He's just got this natural energy about him that's very inviting. And so to see him kind of play this more, in his own words, thuggish kind of role, he's got the gold grills. He's putting the beat down on some people. You're like, all right, I don't totally know this side of Boyega, but damn, if he's not intimidating. And, you know, Jamie Foxx is trying to crack some jokes to save himself a little face or some time, and Boyega's not having it. And so watching the two of them just kind of, and how they're, relationship maybe changes throughout the movie it was entertaining on a lot of levels and then tiana paris who you know she was in spike lee's chirac she was in justin simeon's you're white people uh, you've probably most recently seen her in wandavision and she's going to be in the marvels movie coming out later this year she's kind of been really starting to fire on all cylinders really getting out there people are starting to watch her performances kind of go back through she is a phenomenal actress. She is hilarious in this movie. Her timing is just snappy. She's with it. So it don't matter that I'm a hoe. I'm just saying it as it is. And even if I'm a hoe, I'm going to own it. And she's giving these two guys shit the entire time. The three of them are just literally the most, maybe not literally, one of the most unlikely trios that you could imagine getting stuck in this sci-fi setting. And so watching them work through their issues and work around their different personality types was just really, really entertaining. And at the end of the day, I mean, this is just good sci-fi. It's like really interesting. It kind of brings new, it kind of brings a uniqueness to potentially this, all I'm going to say is clone genre. Who knows if there's clones? I don't know. It's just the title of a movie. That doesn't mean anything. But... I just, I mean, I was, I watched this uh, with my best friend and the two of us were like, we kept looking at each other throughout the movie. It was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, what? Oh my God. Like, I can't believe they went there, but that's really smart. And it's kind of effed up, but like also kind of believable for the government. I don't know. I just, I did not expect to love this film as much as I did. The fact that it is on streaming, everybody should watch this movie. I mean, it's shot. I don't think they shot it on film. 
but it's got this 70s celluloid looking feel with the different burn-ins, all this different grain. Even though it's set in present day, it almost feels like it occupies both spaces of like late 70s, but modern day, just in our interactions and the technology we're using, but you kind of keep the cars and the neighborhoods and the look of things somewhat ambiguous. And you're like, okay, well, it's also pretty indicative of the fact that, hey, other neighborhoods probably had some people along and put a little money in there and nicen them up, gentrify them a little, whatever it was. In some locations, it's clear nobody's come to assist them here. Nobody's come through and deemed this place worthy of updating, upgrading, whatever. And there's these commentaries kind of littered throughout the movie, whether they're spoken or more observational on the audience's side that just like, this movie knocked my socks off. So if you've got Netflix, do yourself a favor. This is undoubtedly, for me, one of the best movies of the year. Definitely probably the biggest surprise of the year so far. Netflix, my God, make more movies like this. This is like, this is stuff that matters. This is content that matters. These are creators on all fronts who are just working at the top of their game. It is not to be missed. Thanks again for tuning in to another review. Follow us at NT Movie Reviews on all social media platforms, on all podcast stations. Subscribe to us on YouTube so you don't miss any more reviews. I, you know, I'll keep saying it. Send me movies, topics, things that you maybe want to learn more about, maybe you want to hear about. Maybe there's something you saw that you're like, I feel like I'm the only one who got this. I need someone else to take a second look. I'm... I'm about that. I'm into that. I'm trying to I'm trying to find a new way. You know, we'll have the reviews and then we'll have some other entertainment stuff. So stay tuned. Thanks again and keep listening.